Good afternoon. Welcome to the panel. RNZ National, Sarah Sparks and Mark Sainsbury today. We've had a run on feedback regarding Christmas cards, so we will be discussing that we have got, we've got to discuss it later. Anyway, what do you require today? What do you need? An air fryer, filter coffee set, a bath mat set. Maybe you're stocking ahead on essentials. Black Friday sales are underway around the country. The Reserve Bank has asked New Zealanders to rein in their purchases in an effort to create a slight recession and take some heat out of the economy. The OCR change was really the big news this week with a 75-point hike and the recession predicted to strike mid-2023. With us is Chris Wilkinson, Managing Director of First Retail Group. Kia ora, Chris. Kia ora, Mark. How are you? Very, very good. Wallace here as well, uh, Chris. Uh, and tell me, how will this Black Friday differ from other Black Fridays? Okay, well, from a, from a commercial standpoint, there is much more supply in the, in the chain. So last year, we were constrained with the amount of product we had. We were, retailers were uncertain how much more they could possibly get. And, and the other challenge was that, uh, well, the other benefit last year, of course, was that we were in a, a pretty boom economy. So people were feeling pretty comfortable and, and happy with themselves. Um, so we, we're at a bit of a, there's a, quite a few contradictions going on this year. Mm. How is the retail sector feeling about today? How would they be feeling about today? It's been particularly busy. Uh, so all of the businesses that we've spoken to, uh, and, and we deal with a lot of the large retailers, plus also a lot of the big destinations, so the malls and the city centres around the country, and in the provinces as well, all have been extremely busy. Our panellists will have views on this as well and questions, Chris, but do you, does it feel a bit unfair, do you think, that after two and a half years of ploughing through a pandemic where much of retail was closed for some of that, that we're being then told to uh, keep a lid on our spending? I'm sure a lot of retailers will feel that. But at the end of the day, this is a, a worldwide uh, situation and people are pretty cognizant of what's going on out there. All right, Sarah. Well, I'm going to be the, the Grinch here because I was thinking about, you know, Kiwi shopping, is it an escape from reality? Given the fact, and the facts are, you know, listening to what the, the Reserve Bank governor is saying, we were braced for, and he said, dark economic times. So you've got that. And then on the other hand, we've got a motion, which is better buy this just in case, or must have that at that price. It's Christmas, why not? Like, there's quite a bit of um, psychology going on at the moment. Uh, I, I understand that the retail sector needs to make uh, sales, but also I'm concerned for those that perhaps are getting into further and further debt and the kickback later. Chris? So what do you think, Chris? Do you think it's an escape? Sarah, you're right, Sarah. Yes, absolutely. Emotions driving a lot of this, this activity at the moment. So feel-good spending, you know, we've seen a lot, not only retail, but a lot of spending is going into hospitality at the moment significant amount. That's seen a lot of growth. And uh, and so, yes, people want to feel good. They've had a punishing year, punishing couple of years, and a lot of that spending reflects the way they want to feel. Chris, yes. Sue says, I'm just home from Newmarket in Auckland. It was extremely busy. Mark? Yeah, Chris, I mean, do they depend on this, you know, this this sort of push, this Black Friday thing? I mean, how important is it overall in, in terms of them maintaining their incomes? 
So Black Friday is essentially a new phenomenon. Yeah. Really, you know, it's, it's only been in the last three or four years that it's really uh, taken pace, and it's, and it's grown quite significantly over the last couple of years. But what we do have, though, now is a bookend, a determined time when Christmas actually starts, so the time that the wallets open. And really, it's a question of how well those retailers can work the market, what kind of offers and propositions and experiences they can deliver over the next uh, four weeks as to how well that will be sustained. But it must be a bit galling for them listening to the Reserve Bank saying, look, stop spending, you're going to sort of lead to a, we're heading for a recession, it's going to make it worse. That's not exactly music to uh, your members' ears, is it? Well, we're, we're a strategist, so we're not a member organisation. So we kind of look at it from a different perspective. The reality is this is a worldwide phenomenon and uh, we just have to ride the curve of that. Big retailers are smart retailers, but, you know, how can New Zealanders make a difference? Well, they can work on where they're going to focus their spending over the next couple of days. You know, today, was that a, was that a purchase you made online with an overseas retailer? Well, actually, that's not too smart. That's actually helping someone else. So what can you do to help those local businesses and and New Zealand businesses that are pumping back into the economy? Well, Graham's having a ball. He says Black Friday, one tent, one solar panel, batteries and a packet of seats. That's housing, power and food. The basics are covered. (laughs) So, you know, no doubt, Chris, there'll be people, I mean, we've always seen it, you know, everyone on their phones trying to find a sale. So, you know, we're not being anti-retail here. Um, Sarah, you're going to say something. Well, I was because I was out driving yesterday and I and I saw this massive billboard uh, that had a website on for the be- it actually aggregates the best Black Friday deals in the country. Really? Yeah, and I had never seen that before. So, and um, yeah, there is had this website. Yeah, <laughs> because <laughs> had um, had too. Chris, we we did talk to Rachel Brown, the chief executive of the Sustainable Business Council, the other day. I mean, she was totally against the idea um, that it really is just rampant runaway spending on often really useless items but she said you know if you're going to buy buy things that you really need use it as an opportunity to sort of get those basics covered sure retailers are finding this trend is proliferating and proliferating fast people want quality they want longevity but you know it's interesting too that in the uk right now one of the biggest um products at the moment is air fryers because all of a sudden people have realised that air fryers are actually much, much more, uh, much better for the, the, the cost on the purse on, on the power costs. So that has, they've gone up 4,000% in the last couple of months. So, it's, you know, we're starting to see that potentially some of these specials actually could be benefiting people in, this, in what's to come. Wallace, do you not have an air fryer? No. They are the best inventions ever, mate. You, you can, I know that Ben Thomas has an air fryer uh, panel. Uh, he, 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 he swears by it. I have... Really? Really, Chris? 4,000% air fryers? 4,000% in air fryers this year. Well, I tell you what's frightening because I looked into the psychology of Black Friday online, and um, there's actually some companies who are uh, marketing 250 
easy ideas of neuromarketing. Like, this is a thing. So people just have to be a bit conscious in terms of not being manipulated to buy things that they don't actually need in the future. Nice one. Hey, Chris, kia Thanks for your time. Pleasure. That's Chris Wilkins, their managing director of First Retail Group. There, seriously, the Mark Sainsbury. Do yeah. you have an air fryer? I do. I do. Look, a, a friend of ours, a friend of ours, put us onto it, and she's a fantastic cook. And and she said you got to get this because instead of deep frying, she was Malaysian. There was a lot of all sorts of different stuff. But it was uh, yeah. Look, I'm, I've got some stuff. I'm going to I'm going to do potatoes in it tonight when I get when I get home. I'm, here. I'm taking it seriously because no, no, uh, this is, for, and, and you know, put, I'm, I'm going to say for the listeners, many years ago, this is in backbenchers days. Yeah. I had dinner at your place, didn't I? Yeah. And I didn't think I don't think I told you, but I was so impressed with the level of your cooking. I didn't tell you that, did I? Uh, you, and you made this raw fish, which was next level. So I, I, I hear what you, where you're coming from. Because that doesn't involve cooking, of course. Well, <laughs> no, it's... <laughs> no, no, you said, look, no, I love the raw fish. Was, we, we go for the Samoan one, but... That's the one. But the, um, but yeah, but no, the air fryers, I was the same. I thought, oh, you're another gadget and something else to... You know, another one of those appliances that sit on your bench, bench and just... Bench room. It, it just, just take up real estate. But yeah. I, it's great for reheating things, doing potatoes. I've done steaks in them. Anything. All right, that's enough primary. Great. Thank you, Mark. Thank you. 16 past four, the panel, RNZ National. What, what, what we have had a big feedback on is Christmas cards. It touched yeah. a nerve, Sarah's, uh, I've been thinking, taking a, a, a little thing called a pen, getting an actual card, and putting that pen on the card and writing a letter. Then you'd have um, to find a post office. Well, there's that, but we're t- talking about, about that very soon. But to this first, the proposed income insurance scheme will be an economic policy that if it goes ahead will affect many New Zealanders' lives, where employers and employees pay a compulsory levy in return for the insurance, a bit like ACC. It will provide 80% of a person's pay, up to $2,000 a week for up to six months after you lose your job due to redundancy or disability. But a latest News Hub Read research poll shows only a third of Kiwis supported. The scheme was modelled of other social insurance schemes around the world. National says it'll repeal it. If it gets into government. With us is economist from the Council of Trade Unions, Craig Rennie. Kia ora, Craig. Kia ora. So this is a policy, flagship policy, born out of COVID actually, but the public don't seem to be on board with it. Is that a surprise to you? It's really early days. Um, we still haven't had a parliamentary process. The document came out for consultation earlier this year, but the government hasn't come back with its final proposals yet. So because it's so early, I think most people actually just don't really know what it is. And I think if you ask you know, most people, do you like paying for insurance of any sort, then they say, no, I don't like paying for insurance, but they don't mind when they claim. So I think right now we're still in the process of informing New Zealanders of what the benefits of the scheme would be and how they would benefit from the scheme. Okay, so you're hearing, you're saying when more details come out, people might get on board. But in terms of the cost, I mean, it'll cost each worker around $16 a week, Craig. A 3 to $4 billion a year policy. Can I afford it? Can we afford it? Well, currently, right now, about 150,000 New Zealanders a year lose their jobs through no fault of their own. Either that, be, either because they lose it because of redundancy um, or because of a health or a disability condition. And essentially, New Zealanders have none of the benefits that you'd see 
in a jurisdiction, an overseas jurisdiction. So, for example, we don't get there's no compulsory redundancy payments, there's no statutory social insurance or any other forms of payments. So, as a consequence, they're bearing the cost um, of the lack of a social insurance scheme in New Zealand. And New Zealand's one of only two countries in the developed world that doesn't have a form of this insurance. So we think it's about time that New Zealand caught up. So before we go to our panellists, give me a concrete example of how it might work. Say, for example, you're in a full-time role and you get cancer and have to take leave. Yeah. And so that's a really good example because in that space, that doesn't even involve you losing your job. Because if you've got cancer and the doctor said you need to take time off to get well, to get to get better, you could take time off under the scheme up to six months and then if your employer held a job open, you could then just return to the job. Whereas right now we know that for too many people, they go back to work too soon or they're going back to work and they're not spending the time getting well. So that's a real example. And they would get 80% of their pay during that period, which would take the financial pressure off at a time when, when two-thirds of New Zealanders, when they lose their job, they get nothing from the state. So it places real pressures on household incomes um, and it places real pressures on other partners who may well be supporting them during that time. What are you hearing here, Sarah? Yeah, I mean, I've looked at this and I um, I had a look at the um, the consultation document and I believe that the benefits totally outweigh the costs. Why? Because, look, we're going into a perfect storm in 2023 um, and we've been through an unprecedented set of challenges. And, you know, if you get made redundant... Um, there's no, there's no sort of safety net. And I'm thinking of all the families, future um, situations and where uh, people will lose their jobs for whatever reason. So I think if it's a, a scheme where the worker and the employer participate together, taking personal responsibility, it's a good thing. Stay there, Craig. Uh, Mark. Yeah, Craig, I'm just wondering, I mean, there's been talk, hasn't there, over the years, the problem with ACC, it doesn't cover sickness, it only covers injury, and whether that should have been started from the start. If this comes in, it'll rectify part of it, won't it? But there's still going to be a group of people who are... Who, who, who won't get in under this miss out on ACC if they're not working they won't get under this scheme as well was there any thought to that going back to that just sort of whole overarching ACC sickness and injury sure so you're absolutely right for those people who um, aren't in work and who um, have, have who, who, well it doesn't really cover them because they don't lose their job because they're not in work to begin with um, but if they get sick or something else then you know it doesn't cover them on that basis. But it's not designed to replace the welfare state. It's not designed to replace the role of, of the rest of the benefits system. Um, it's designed to support people temporarily whilst they're looking for new work and to make sure that they've got enough of a financial cushion so that if they need to retrain, that if they need to spend some time to find the right job, then they can do so. But it's not, it's not just Business NZ against it, huh? I mean, also the Child Poverty Action Group, Salvation Army, they have real concerns about it, and their concerns are that it will create a two-tier welfare system, Craig. Yep, and I understand those concerns, but right now we have a zero-tier welfare state for two-thirds of workers when they lose their jobs. They actually get no support from the Crown whatsoever. And this isn't about actually just supporting those individuals. Where you see a mass layoff, where you see many hundreds of workers laid off, as we've seen many times in New Zealand, 
it doesn't just affect individual workers, it affects their communities, it affects their towns. And what this does is it gives those towns and those communities and those families breathing space to find the right jobs. And in those countries that have these sorts of systems where they're done well, we actually see recessions which are shortened and slower than we've seen in New Zealand. Well, because there's much more of a shock absorber than we see elsewhere, than we see in New Zealand. Listeners, what are you hearing here? What do you think what Craig says? Do you think it would provide peace of mind? You know, you, you get laid off. In fact, I've just had a friend who's been uh, laid off. Um, would it provide that person uh, a peace of mind? So you have that. Or what is it again? Um, 80% of your pay for up to six months, and then you can actually um, start to sort of uh, get back on track again. But look, um, here's a question here, Craig. I already have my own insurance and a good redundancy package. Why should I pay a new levy? Um, because, well, one, the scheme isn't impacted by that. So if you have it, you would get both because you, you're paying for your own insurance scheme. But the majority of people who would really benefit from that, we know, can't afford their, their private insurance premiums that exist, which are often much more expensive. And we often know with insurance, it's exactly the people who need the insurance who can't afford it or who can't get it. Right. And that's why we have a, a universally provided scheme, because it lowers the cost for everyone and it makes sure everyone gets the benefit of that scheme. Craig Rennie, thanks for your time. Appreciate it. He's an economist from the CTU. Sounds, Sarah, like you're uh, generally on board with the idea. Yeah, it sounds like um, more communications are needed to let the public know about the benefits in those case scenarios that we've just talked about. So, you know, in real life terms, what does that mean for me? Because, you know, half the time with with, um, policies is the the everyday person doesn't actually understand. What does it mean for me? What, What does it look like in real life terms? So that's what's needed. Yeah. 25 past four, the panel RNZ National. Well, 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 well. Christmas card feedback. Lot of it. Liz and Fairley. Yes, I do not do 50 anymore, maybe 15 to 20. I only send to people I won't see over Christmas, New Year. Uh, I love receiving cards in the mail from overseas. The winter scenes, the red robins. Carol singers, mostly part of funds from sales, goes to charity. Another one here, I send birthday cards to family and Christmas cards and some calendars as well. Let's keep the postal service supported. And one person here says, I basically, um, I'm 39 and I keep New Zealand Post in business. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I write cards weekly and my friends and whanau love being on the receiving end. Or with us to discuss is, is it Katie? Katie, yep. kia ora, how are you? Kia ora. Tell us what you do. Um, yeah, I'm a card person from way back. Uh, I make a, an annual Christmas card. I've probably done it for um, about 20 years nearly. Um, but I, I've always been a card person. I think I'm the other half of keeping NZ Post going um yeah i i take photos and i have a letter each year um you know like one year it was l so every photo was i kind of fit the words around the photos if i can but um it you know it's a quite a big job because i have to we've got quite a few in the family and i have to make sure that we're all feature in the photos and the pets are in there as well and um you know write captions so and I probably send it to 60 people. What? Yeah. Oh, Katie. <laughs> Some of them are family members, yeah. 
That's so thoughtful. Now, what? Uh, how long have you been doing this? And did um, were you inspired to do this by mm. a parent or? No, no. I just I'm a bit of a designer, and I just thought I did it one year. You know, when my son was little, um, I thought, oh, we'll send some photos, but I'll just lay it out, and it just turned into this sort of annual spread that that um, has evolved. And I, I'm sure people, I hope people like getting it. You're inspiring me, Katie. You're inspiring many, many thousands across the motu. Mark. Yeah, well, look, um, as I said, Mike and Hillary, I get the regular card. And I remember yeah. grow, for Christmas, you'd always have the cards on the mantelpiece, you know. That's right. And, then yeah. and a string of cards. A string of, that's right. And some of yeah. used to use the string. Remember, they'd hook them over them, yeah. <laughs> and, and it was... I mean, I would love to have a string myself, but no one sends me them back, sadly, which... Okay. Oh, what? Maybe if okay. they're listening, they might get the hint. Well, that's a bit sad. That's a bit of a... Send, send one to Wallace. He might send you some chocolate chip cookies. Well, oh, don't I'll, don't I'll put words. <laughs> actually, I wouldn't mind receiving a card. I haven't received a card since '85 as well. Uh, uh, no, actually, not. I do get a really nice card from the real estate agent, uh, and that's handwritten. So that's nice. Except the only other problem with that, Wallace, they used to be at Christmas. They used to get that letter from you know there's certain families. Yes, and uh, Wallace Wallace Senior is now a PhD and has done this, and so and so's invented the wheel, and so and so. The round robin. Yeah, you know those ones that be the bragging, the bragging Christmas messages. Leanne, Katie Leanne says, Wallace, I'm a chaplain in a rest home in Wellington. Our residents love mm. getting a card. It actually makes their day. Mm. Think about how you would keep in touch with an elderly relative or friend who can no longer use the phone or the computer. This has actually really touched something in me, Katie. I'm, I'm actually, this is my Christmas present to others. I'm actually going to put pen and paper this Christmas. Watch me. I'm actually surprised that you are not a card because I totally agree on a lot of things and I was a bit sad to hear that you don't do that. So, yeah, now's your chance. It's never too late. I've changed. I've changed today. <laughs> See, all it took was chocolate chip cookies. And eh? Katie. And a cordetto and Katie. <laughs> yeah. I've just hey. top-lined you my address, Wallace, thanks. Yeah, 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 we've just leave that out. Come, Katie. Hey, kia ora, Katie, thanks for that. So there's uh, Katie there who um, designs a family card every year with 12 photos, a different letter themed every year. Good on it. And writes a news caption for every photo uh, and sends them to about 60 or 70 people. Oh, it's song. People will, will keep keep those and yeah. then reflect on it. That's a whole uh, moment in time captured, you know, a whole timeline. Yeah, well, it's back to actually, uh, Mark, what is Christmas all about? It's about people. It's about connecting with each other, huh? Yeah. I mean, irrespective of whatever your, your view is on Christmas, it, 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 is, it, is, it is about reconnecting. It's all about – and you know how it is always – it's so different for us here because it's summer and quite often you come up to Christmas Day and people are hot and, and, and you know, quite exercised over different things. And you just want to – you just want to – you hit that day, you just want to go, look, who cares? Who mm. cares what else has happened? For, you know, today we just sit down, you get your yep. family and your friends around and, and – just enjoy. Someone's texted, the real estate agent just wants your business. I think it's seeing the negative side of it. I don't believe that. I think they, uh, the, the, she honestly wants to say hi to me every Christmas. Oh, no doubt. But remember, yeah. Wallace, at the gallery, you used to get the press, you get the Christmas cards and the Prime Minister and different ones, and there'd be different people that come around. They're all sort of stamped out, of course, with the, you know, with the signature machine. But I yeah. believe cards are, f- are finish. You know, it shows someone's finish if they 
take mm. the time to write a card. It's very thoughtful and it, it really shows you whether they're a real estate agent or an, yes. whoever. It's, it takes time and it's kind. When it was this lovely woman, Maxine, used to help out with us when we had the twins, Wallace, and she made all her own things. Every event, card, she made them all. She's the most real, crafty people. It, it, largely, it was because, you know, she lived on a really, really tight budget and she had kids and all that sort of stuff. She made every penny count. But she became so creative. And do you know what I got in the mail today? What? A card from Maxine inviting me to her 60th birthday party. I love it. Um, uh, Beautiful, Mark. Now, uh, on that, uh, I also received a text earlier that said, make sure you leave a couple of cookies for Marama for her great job. Are you there, Marama? Oh, cookies for me? Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd be sceptical too, Marama. (laughs) (laughs) Ole, please. Yes, I'm in for that. They're on the staff room table. (laughs) (laughs) I am keen. I just love cookies. Thank you. Um, And slow cooking as well, by the way.